Welcome to the next quick hit segment of PI Perspectives. Today, Matt welcomes his old friend, Michelle Harris, from Harris Investigations. Michelle gives an update from Pennsylvania and what types of investigations are being done. She gives some great tips for process serving and ideas on how to offer additional services to your clients. The only sponsor for this quick hit segment is the investigatorstoolbox.com. Get ready for the next generation of investigator networking and learning. The site launches June 1st. You can visit them at investigators-toolbox.com. Now it's time to catch up with Michelle and Matt. Here's your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to the next segment of PI Perspectives Quick Hits. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today I have a dear old friend of mine, someone I've known for a long time and done a lot of business with together. We're welcoming Michelle Harris to the program. Michelle, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Good. It's uh, the new normal, right? Hanging in there? Exactly. Okay. So uh, tell me, uh, today's date, God, I don't even know what date it is. I think it's the 16th of April, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So 16th of April, uh, how are things in Pennsylvania? It's slow. I mean, we're probably, as far as service of process, about half of what we should be, close to half. It's more now we're doing, you know, the in-office investigations than versus the, you know, service of process are just really weird. Right, right. So you are still able to get out there and do some field work then, right? Yep. Okay. So. It's, you know, the governor has deemed us essential. Yeah, that's that's great. You actually got that designation. We've got this uh, in New York. Are we? Aren't we? We think we are. Kind of. It's not really been clarified. Nobody's really pulling you over <laughs> as long as you got a mask and gloves yeah. on. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I mean, we have that here. I mean, but he said carrier services and, you know, legal services. So, you know, all the associations have said, okay, then, you know, we are carrier services and we're doing service of process, but we're also doing, um, you know, legal, you know, work as well. And I make my servers carry uh, a letter with them that, that specifically says, you know, what, what rules, you know, we are following and what we're abiding by so that, you know, if we ever have a problem or get right. pulled over, they all have this, you know, letter on their letterhead. And are your servers running into any blowback or any problems from either people they're serving um, or from law enforcement or anything? kind of surprised. It actually took me until today to have some problems. I had a specific company tell us that, you know, they now have to shut down because we showed up today. And the ironic part of it is, you know, they're an outdoor company. It's not like we were in an office and closed or anything like that. We took precautions. You know, they we had the masks and the gloves, but they, the staff, none of them had it. But he claims he called and claims that he had to shut his company down because we were there and contaminated the whole plant. It's like, whatever, dude. We have one other one today that we spoke to a guy through a ring, and he just said, you know, put the note on my door. I'm not opening the door. My wife's pregnant. So I've only had two people refuse service because of it. Right. Out of 100 subpoenas, we've had two two refusals. Yeah, I, I kind of had a similar situation in New York with the serving company that I use where, uh, yeah, it's like the guy's coming to the door. You know it's him. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I'm not home. Okay. Yep. <laughs> We're just going to leave this on the door here. You're not home. Everybody's shelter in I place. Mean, exactly. I mean, at least in Pennsylvania, the, the Bar Association has said, if you can see them, if they stick their head at the window or open the inside door, we can post it to the door. We did that once. The guy's like, I'm not going to open it. Just leave it. Right. And and that was fine. And another one, the lady says, um, I'll, she opened the door, but she wouldn't touch it. So she went and got gloves on and then she took it. Right. 
Right. I mean, so that's fine. I, I, I get that. You have to be cautious. I mean, my, you know, I've told my team, minimum, wear the gloves because you're out. We're standing outside anyway. Yeah. Wear the gloves and, and they change them after each and every service. Even if they do 15 in a day, which they're not, but if they do 15 in a day, they're changing their gloves 15 different times. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I, I think this is going to be the norm probably through the, through the fall. Yeah. Even though, you know, we'll be able to still work, it's just going to be what the norm is. Yeah, and that's that's basically what it comes down to, right? So the, eventually we're all going to be allowed to go to work. I know today in New York they said uh, May 15th now. They extended the, um, the, mm. the, the shelter, you know, shelter in place. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling it's probably going to extend longer. I mean, for us, the, the, the death rate has started to go down, which is, um, you know, praise God to that. We're starting to see that, that our actions are actually taking place. Um, you know, one of the other things that the governor did in our state was uh, you have to wear a mask if you're essential services now. So uh-huh. if you're out of the house, you got to have that mask on. you got to have your gloves on. There are strict guidelines that you have to follow. That starts for us on Sunday. I mean, it's the mask they, they say you have to have if you're going into a, into a business or a store or the post office or whatever. Right. Um, it's the mask. That's um, mandatory as of 8 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Well, you know, it seems to be working. So who am I to argue with? Yeah, no. Uh, so, uh, so y- you've been in business for a bit. Um, tell me a little bit how you got into business and what your specialties are now these days. Well, I started out back in 1987 as a uh, secretary for a guy that didn't even have a computer. Um, and then it just got to the point where you know he started to grow. So then I ended up you know doing whether it was the service of process or the investigations. And in 2005, I had just had about enough of, you know, some of the shady stuff he was doing. So I left and started my own firm. Um, I don't necessarily want to say I have any specific specialty. I mean, we just don't do, obviously, like the accident reconstruction because I don't have the knowledge to do that. Right. Um, the fire investigations, um, any anything cause and origin. We tend to do a lot more civil than criminal work, um, whether it's serving subpoenas or, you know, doing the investigations or the surveillance. We tend to stay uh, more on the civil side because that's just where the work is in this area. Right. Um, uh, you know, we are court appointed in one of the counties in Pennsylvania, so, you know, we can go on either side. Um, but otherwise, um, you know, like I said, I pretty much do it all. I mean, I've, I've passed a handwriting class. I can, I can, you know, tell people, you know, things about handwriting and stuff like that, but I don't necessarily advertise that. I'm learning continuously how to do things. I mean, you know, I've used to be a horrible skip tracer. Now I don't think I'm a bad one. (laughs) As you know, I can tell you, you know, people call me the DMV queen. If there's ways to get records out of the Department of Motor Vehicles, I'm the one that can do it. I mean, you know, I I follow the rules. I have accounts with every every place. You know, I just don't believe in, you know, the PLOs, the Delve points and all that to be your Department of Motor Vehicle search information. Oh, I don't think they they don't believe themselves to be that either. They they tell you flat out. But but uh, there are investigators that pass that off. Yeah as this is what it is and they don't provide any, you know, supporting documentation. I mean, obviously none of that has insurance, which, you know, obviously the industry needs insurance, but you know, and there's some states that don't even have it, but yeah. you know, regardless, I mean, I've always, I used to work for the department of motor vehicles in Pennsylvania. So that's how I know the ins and outs on how to do things the right way here. Um, but I'm, I'm online or have access to, I think it's 18 out of the 50 states. Oh. Yeah, you know, like one of the things I, I appreciate when we started doing business together and as we continued and the, and the rules started changing and doing all that, like as the requirements were, were changed and things you needed to get done, like you were all over that. You're like, okay, 
this is what you need to do. And I had to go to my clients and said, you got to sign this. You got to yeah. fill this out. We got to keep this on file. And you really don't yeah. play around. You make sure you have everything. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. And I, I gave you the letter, which so you didn't think that I was, you know, or right. anybody, you know, I right. give them the letter so you don't think I'm poaching your clients. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've already told people, you know, I'll sign it on compete, whatever you want, but this is what these states require. They may not want it today, but if I get audited the day it gets turned in and I don't have it, I have 12 hours to get it back to them. Wow. <laughs> I have by the end of business to get it back to them. Wow. And if I don't have it, then I lose access for everything. And so it affects all my clients, not just you or the person that I don't have the information for. Wow. And I won't submit it at this point without it. Right. So what type of work are you seeing coming across your desk uh, since we've had this shutdown? Right now, it's, um, it's a lot like it's a lot of um, skip tracing, a lot of asset searches and they're high dollar things. So I, I was kind of surprised that people were looking for assets, a lot of asset searches. I mean, the DMV searches have not stopped, but I have a pile that I can't turn in. So now I, I, now it seems it's more that I'm working for attorneys and doing, you know, their grunt work than serving subpoenas when, you know, before this happened, we were doing 500 subpoenas and very little skip tracing. Right. So it kind of like took its toll to where it was. I hate to say it, but around the 9-11 time, I mean, prior to 9-11, I was doing a lot of work for the insurance companies and the attorneys and not the service of process. Right. And then from 9-11 to now, it switched to service of process. Now it seems to be going back to what it was, you know, just before 9-11. It's weird how this industry works. Yeah, we'll see what kind of uh, matrimonial cases are going to be coming uh, around next uh, year. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think once the once the floodgates of the courts open, yeah. anybody that does service the process is going to be inundated with them probably for six months. Yeah, it's my opinion. And if you're not if you're not a process server, now's the time to figure out how to be one right. because there's going to be so much work, and probably. The, the people that aren't working now that like aren't even answering their phones or their emails are not going to get it. It's the people that have been answering the phones, you know, that are going to get all this work and they're going to be inundated with it. So, you know, I've been educating my staff, re-educating them on the software we use and the rules and the regulations and what we have to do. You know, they all had body cams. We got them just the day that this thing shut us down, you know, as far as, you know, the no contact. So, you know, we got body cameras at that point. Right. And we're looking for new people to bring on once the courts open. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. There's probably going to be a big uh, flood of that. So you, you bring up a good point. So let's say somebody doesn't do process serving and they're interested in, in trying to get into that field. Like how would you suggest somebody goes about doing that? What resource tools are good to go learn things and um, how would they start going about doing that? I mean, there's really no, as far as I'm aware, there's really no, you know, education to tell you how to serve process. I mean, all states, you have to be over the age of 18 and not have a felony. That's, you know, definite. Then you have to check, like, your state rules because New York, you know, you have to start a certain license. California, you have to have a certain license. Florida, you have to have a certain license. You have to find that out, whether it's reach out to somebody else that's in the business, not to toot any particular organization's horns, but, you know, NAPS and serve manager, try to get a membership into NAPS or serve manager, you know, because they both promote your industry of process serving out there. Right. That's really how you're going to get your business from, you know, those two companies. Right. I, and in my opinion, until I found out about NAPS, we weren't doing a lot of subpoenas. When I found out about NAPS and serve manager, it has just blossomed for us. Right. I preach on my videos that I do out there on Facebook and LinkedIn, try to find a mentor to try to explain the service process. I mean, each state has their own rules. I have a spreadsheet 
that I give out to all my people. This is what the rules are. You know, the no Sunday service. Right. It needs to be a notarized affidavit. There are rules and things along that line. So you kind of need to get all that stuff. That's not out there realistically. Right. That's just something that I made up over the years. Right, and you have a you have a, a another list too, right? Uh, like a, a data list or a site list or something. That you, I saw that something like that floating around about a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I said, being in this industry since 1987, when I started in 2005, I just said to myself, I have to be organized. Right. Whether a registered agent moved or something like that, or what their specific hours are, or what their requirements are, I just started keeping that list. And then as I started getting papers from various places, I just added to that list. And there's a checklist of things that, you know, I do before I even do a service. Check white pages, check board of assessments, make sure it's a good address right. before I send somebody on a wild goose chase. Right. Not necessarily confirm who lives there, but, you know, obviously, you know, make sure it's a good address. You know, so it's just a checklist of things that we do prior to, and it works for us. I mean, you know, at one point before I started using Serve Manager, you can use any one of those softwares, we used to have, if we served you, we used to ask you to sign a trip sheet. Right. Because that way it showed that we were there. Well, now we're using the body camera, so we don't worry about that. But that's the, that's the way, the wave of the future. I was like, oh my God, that's stupid. It's only going to put us in jeopardy. But you have to think outside the box and you have to protect yourself and your staff if you have it. That way you're not going in court for every single subpoena either. But it's also, you know, a safety thing. We can carry, but we're just going to go the bold post vest and the, and the, uh, and the camera route. And some of them were carrying mace up until we got the cameras. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess we're not going to have those uh, TV shows with the, the guys pretending to be process servers, like getting all in your face and throwing the papers and being all aggressive if they're wearing uh, body cameras and they could be held accountable for that behavior. I'm, I'm sure that'll stop. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And those, those crazy shows have called us more than once <laughs> and asked me, me to up. be on it. Yeah, it always cracked me up seeing that stuff. You know, it's like, uh, really? Yeah. Man? Well, <laughs> ironically, um, one of those shows was a repo show and the guy, the, the father and son that were on the repo show were on my team. Really? They said that, you know, they, they they were like, you know how fake this was because I can send them anywhere because they're in New Jersey and they're well known in New Jersey from the TV show. And I can send them anywhere and they can sell ice to an Eskimo because they people recognize them from TV. Right. They're going to open the door. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yep. So yep. Uh, a, a little side uh, bar on that. So I had a, a case that I worked on with a, a repo and uh, a, a, the repo guy had come to take a car away from a guy in, and he was in Queens and uh, they, they, they put the car on the, the tow truck and they're taking it away. And the guy's trying to get his, his uh, car off the truck and the, and the repo driver starts to drive away and the guy falls off the, off the truck. And he gets like oh, really injured, like badly. So it's like you can't make this stuff up. It's just crazy. We got a little bit into the repos. I help a lot of the repo guys and gals out. Again, that was something we picked up right before all this happened was to actually help them out. My son actually was doing the repos for a company. We were scouting them out. I mean, you have to, unfortunately, nobody knows what's going to happen at this point. The rest of this year and the years to come, you have to think outside the box of what kind of services you can offer to help people. Attorneys can't mail stuff to clients. They give them to us and, you know, they email them to us, can you print it out and mail it, send it certified mail because they're all working from home. Right. They have no access to the postage. Right. So you just kind of think outside the box on how you can help these people. Yeah, so let, let's talk about that a little bit. So like wh what what kind of stuff do you, I mean, you talked about doing the researches and stuff like that. So let's say the, like the investigator that's at home right now and obviously their phone's not ringing. Like, what would you recommend they do to try and drum up some business? 
I, t- I kind of talked about this. I did a, I did a Facebook live on it. Um, you know, first and foremost, check your, your marketing. Do you have a website? You know how many people don't have a website right now still? doesn't matter if you're a process server or an investigator. You know, get a website. Check it. Update it. Get a LinkedIn, you know, a business LinkedIn and a personal LinkedIn. Get a business Facebook page and just keep, you know, putting out there what you do. Every time I send something back to a client, they get a flyer, which shows the other services I do because they may have just called me for, you know, an investigation and not know I do subpoenas or call me for subpoenas and not do it. No, I do investigations. Emailing people right now, they're not going to see it because most of them aren't working. So they're going to get back to 5,300 emails. Join the organizations, your state organizations, your state investigator association, your state process serving association. Get yourself out there. Get the education and the webinars that they're doing. There's a lot of Facebook groups for process servers and and private investigators. Join them and and figure out what you're doing and cross-market yourself that way. They always need people in other states. Yeah. Serve now or NAPS or, you know, PSD or, you know, any of those programs out there because they also then, you know, you can find members through the program. Right. Don't sit at home and do nothing. If you have all those things that I just said, then, okay, what can you still offer your clients? Well, can you get them office supplies and leave them outside the door because Office Max isn't delivering? Can you do their mailings for them? What can you do for them? That's a good point, right? Your essential services, right? We'll take care of everything for you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, you're essential. We're essential. But, you know, we're carriers. Let us go. Let us carry whatever you need. I mean, we've transported boxes of files from one firm to another or from the guy's office, got the key, went in the office and delivered it to the paralegal. Right who's working from home because she doesn't want to go anywhere. So we just leave it on their porch then call them from outside and say, okay, your box is outside just so you know, and wait for them to come out and pick it up. Cause I don't want somebody else to steal it. Right, exactly. um, the same thing, you know, obviously like, you know, with the water or whatever you're going to deliver to these people and just offer that cause they don't know what they're doing. I mean, I have an, I had an attorney, I belong to a group called power match where it matches you with different people in your, right. that could use your services. Right. And I had an attorney say to me, he goes, his secretary's at home and he's lost. I said, what can, my, you know, I have a paralegal that works for me. I actually have two on my staff. Right. I said, you know, what can they do for you? Right. I have a legal secretary that also serves for me. They're not working their other jobs. They'll certainly be happy to help you. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I've lent my, my legal secretary, I've lent her out to him to help him get organized. I mean, she doesn't know anything about bankruptcy, but he's kind of walked her through it and she's been able to help him get the papers. You know, he has a checklist from the people and you just offer them what you need. Yeah. What can I help you with? How can I make your life from miserable to happy? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can't solve everybody's problems, but we're there. All my people that have worked for me have some kind of expertise that they bought in. Right. You know, I have two EMTs that work for me. I have a lady that does legal research or not legal medical research. You know, I've offered that out there in, in LinkedIn or on a blog or in Facebook. You know, I've offered that out there. I, you know, I have a former corrections officer. I, I, I tell everybody, this is what I have the access to and the ability to, what can we help you with? So you take what you do or what you're, you know, what you have done before and you just put it out there. Yeah. I see like a big opportunity for investigators when all this is over and they're trying to like retrace how people were infected and just going out and interviewing people who have been sick. Oh yeah. There's going to be a big need for that. And you know, we're, we're built in, interviewers, right? That's our, we, we know how to do all that stuff. And, and, you know, we're not law enforcement, so we're third party. Uh, I can totally exactly. see that being a market for investigators once this stuff gets going. I agree with you. I see that as well. I, I, I totally believe that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We know, we know how to knock on doors, get people to talk to us. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it's certainly been a crazy time. And, uh, you know, I, I've done, I've done constant contact and I think you do MailChimp chimp too, cause I've, I've gotten your, your emails, but that's, that's always important too, right? Out of sight, out of mind. Hey, we're here for you. Whatever oh yeah. You need to I still do, do that. I've yeah. been doing that. I mean, I've been doing that for about a year now. Every yeah. Two weeks, one goes out. Even if it's something stupid, you know, like right now, the one that went out was basically what's going out tomorrow that's telling everybody as of today, these are the courts that I serve that I know that how long they're going to be closed. You know, and again, the same thing I just told you. Do you need water? Do you need files? Do you need, what do you need us to do? We're here to courier it for you so you don't have to have any contact. That's great. That's a great idea. I know that I've already gotten a bunch of assignments from the constant contacts I've sent out from attorneys I haven't heard from in years. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Hey, remember me? We used to do work together. And yep. uh, now all of a sudden they're, they, they, uh, they need something done and I'm more than happy to, uh, to, you know, get some work and get things done. So uh, it's definitely been interesting times. Well, this has been really great, Michelle. I really appreciate your time here. Um, you've given some great ideas and just uh, some great inspiration for those of us that are struggling to basically stay in business and stay uh, afloat here. So I appreciate you taking the time. How do folks get a hold of you? They can call my toll-free number, 888-484-9827. They can go on the web, harrisinvestigations.net, or email me at harrisinvestigationsllc at yahoo.com. How do they find your videos online? Um, most of them are, I have a YouTube channel, a Harris Investigations YouTube channel, but I also have a um, Facebook page, Harris Investigations, and they're also on my business and my personal LinkedIn pages. All right, great. So thank you again so much. Stay safe. Uh, wash your hands, wear your mask, do all yes. that good stuff. <laughs> and, you uh, too. Hopefully uh, at some point this year, things will turn back normal again. And uh, yeah, we can start r- ramping things up. But uh, thanks again for okay. taking the time. You too. It's been great. And uh, you have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for this quick hit segment. Thanks to Michelle for taking the time to chat with us. It's interesting to see how some folks are trying to avoid service during COVID nineteen. Consider some of her tips on how to offer additional type services to your clients. Now, please stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time on PI Perspectives.